everybody's got thoughts. Most have you, but we've got lots. While we like to talk them through, we like to share them too. And we'll do so with you. Yeah, we've got thoughts. Though they're deep, we are not. Cause deep thoughts bring down everyone while shallow people just bring fun. Hello, beautiful people. Hi, everybody. Everyone. Hi. Hi. Oh, that was really climactic. That was lame. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, we won't climactic. You mean? Yeah, well, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot with guest people lately, and tonight we have a very special. They've all been special, but this one <laughs> gave me life. Hello, who are you? I'm your mother. Yes. <gasps> Yay! Aww. My mom is here. We're so excited to have you. Why are you here? Because you asked me to be here. No, that's not the right answer. <laughs> You're in town. What are you in town for? Uh, for a uh, conference at the Hilton for Social Service Association. Oh, that sounds profitable. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you're staying with me tonight, which is nice, and we were rec- recording, so this just worked out perfectly. And are you living in the small town of Baxter, or no? No. You're not in Baxter. Wrong town. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's... Where do you live? St. Cloud. Oh, your dad's I in moved Baxter? About t- okay. I moved there two years ago. Okay, okay. And St. Cloud is where I went to college, so that was a lovely, lovely town with lots of stoplights. And drunks. I went to school at St. Ben, so I'm familiar. And drunks? Is and that drunks. what you said? Isn't St. Cloud one of the top party schools in like it, Minnesota? Yeah, it made like Newsweek or something many years ago. It's yeah. probably like Playboy. Like They have like the top ten party schools. Mm-hmm. Kind of a tragedy of university. I'm just saying. Yes. Sorry, Spence on guard. That's okay. Well, he's doing pretty well for himself <laughs> right now. Right pants. Didn't Skip go there? He just. Oh, did you? you went I went to St. John's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which we was where school. it's like yeah, 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 the yeah. expensive school in St. Cloud. Yeah, we're better than. St. Cloud. Oh, yes. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's interesting is I'm I, I usually say a lot of stuff that shocks my mom. Or it doesn't really shock you, but people are shocked that I say it in your company. Well, I never name like body parts or cuss words in front of my mother. I mean, ever. Right. Do like ever she like, would be like shock and awe right whereas i talk about like fluids and parts when they get hard and soft and wet and all those things you, yeah. you? oh sure i just did no oh, absolutely yeah there are moments where i've been with the two of you and i'm like i i i i what did you <laughs> so, just say in front of your mother well the thing is, is i always tell my I tell everybody my mom was one of these people and you've never heard me say this but uh, that she was kind of like, um, it's okay as long as you do it in the house. Like, do you need condoms? You know, uh-huh. like, oh, as long as everything is, you know, under my roof and I'm aware of it, it's okay. You know, do you, would you agree with that, mom? To some degree, yeah. So now, is that in regards, sorry, to like drinking and everything or just No, sex? I would say alcohol. Would you? A- absolutely no alcohol. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Absolutely. See, I know and kids from just- high school whose parents have been totally opposite, like, you're not having sex, but if you're going to drink, stay on our roof so yeah. you're not driving around. See, I think that's ridiculous. So what was your logic and reasoning behind the alcohol, but being so, like, open about other things? Because at that time, as a school counselor, and I was, you know, <laughs> any yeah. kid in high school that got ticketed, I had to teach them and do this class that was ordered by the court. So it would be kind of hypocritical if I was telling my own kids, here, you know, suck up. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. you were like, you know, do you want condoms? Well, I mean, kids are going to do it anyways, so talking about it, making them comfortable yeah, to get protected. to have sex. Oh, so, so for you it was all about legal or not legal? To some degree, yeah. So if it was illegal to have sex or it was legal to drink, then it would have been flip-flopped? A- absolutely. If you weren't the right age and you could have been charged with something, there's no way. I would have been saying, here, here's some condoms. 
Interesting. Yeah. And now your mom is your Sarah and Megan, your well, parents? Well, my mom is just very naive, I think, of what happens out there. She's just so far removed from it and from what being in your teens and 20s really is <laughs> composed of. And then she's also, you know, just like like a prude naive. I mean, she just she would not understand. She could not relate to me going out and dating someone or a one-night stand. Holy cow. She she'd go nuts. So she just can't relate. Megan? Well, I mean, I I tell my mom just about everything, but I don't get into the nitty-gritty details as you do. Like hard wet stuff. Oh god. Oh no. I I don't think I could do that. Douche, yeah. And certainly not not with my dad. Oh god. I couldn't even talk to my friends about a lot of all of that maybe. But you do. Well, but not everything. Mm-hmm. Megan doesn't do but, bathroom talk. Oh, I certainly no. We've talked no, about. But you do before. bedroom talk pretty well. Yeah, but not bathroom talk. I think that's an only child thing. But, um, but no, like even like before I had sex for the first time, like the whole time my mom was like, I just want to know, you know, I want to help you. I want you to feel comfortable coming to me. And so I told her before, and like. I set up an appointment, and she asked if I, you know, wanted her there, and I didn't. But she was like crying when I told wait, wait, wait. her. Now is that odd? Set like a- I want to know, not just hey, feel free to tell me, but more like hey, I want to know when it happens. Is that strange? No, no. She wants to know like before, so that she knows that I'm ready and prepared, and you know. So I was a little confused when you said set up an appointment. I was thinking your mother was like a, a senior vice president and you needed to set up an appointment <laughs> no. to see her. What no. do you mean you set up an appointment? No, to like go see my OBGYN uh. to like get on the pill and do all that kind of stuff. Oh. I grew up in a community where we didn't do those things. We just, <laughs> they got your pregnant. fingers. <laughs> you just willy-nilly. <laughs> right. I agree. I grew up in a small town too where it was like... You don't use contraceptives because that that was against God's plan, God forbid. <laughs> but those ten girls in my senior year of high school that got knocked up and were staying home going to school, that was okay. <laughs> so in your um in your high school years when you were living with your mother, what gender were you pursuing? Uh interesting. <laughs> well, I don't know, is it gender or sexual identity? Gender gender sex. I think she what means gender what it were sounded pursuing. I understand. Right. It yeah. sounded weird when it's true. She first said it because I was like Wait, were you deciding between man or woman? Like, did you want to be a man or be a woman? I was pursuing to be a woman. No, I... uh, When I was living at home, I was pursuing women openly. Okay. And I was secretly in my heart, you know, lusting after the men. But I hadn't really realized that at the time. But... Um, I think my mom might have had a different perspective. Because I didn't come out of the closet until I was at least 21. So, you know... Let's rewind here, like ninth grade, mom. What were you thinking of me at the time? Not a lot. I mean, whatever you were, you were. <laughs> and I'm, in high school, you were confused. Okay, so how did you know that, though? Because I didn't talk to you about this. Because I saw these books that you were getting from friends. Oh, and the there was this thing about if you believe in God or if you have strong enough faith that, you know, you'll be straight. And I was like, nope, that doesn't happen. You're born the way you're born. Okay, yeah. so a uh, little insight here. I, as soon as I started struggling with my You tried to turn sex- straight? Yes. So I re- read books about, like, oh, how, do I, how do I get faith in God so that I can change my sexuality? Because obviously the things that I'm feeling are sinful or whatever. So. Well, you did. You believed that. Well, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was brought up in a pretty strict Catholic home. We went to Catholic community. Because those were not my beliefs. Well, you made sure I went to church every week. Yeah, you went to church, but I didn't. I wasn't 
um, sending those books your way. In fact, <laughs> yeah. people that were sending those books your way, I met with them and said, no, I don't want him getting those books. Well, we're yeah. getting into a little bit different specific situation <laughs> yeah. right now that we don't need to do. Okay, um, so let me ask you something. Did you know, other than from the books, that he was a homo? Or did you just think... <laughs> He's, well, I asked this because when I came out, my parents were both oblivious. They were just like, you did what you wanted to do. You didn't really care. You lived your own life, blah, blah, blah. We didn't realize that it was a gay thing. We just thought you who you were who you were. So, I mean, did you have the same thing or you were like, no, nope, my son's a homo? No. Come on out of the like closet. It's like he is who he is and it didn't matter. Right. You're, but you're kind of... But I know that you have a different recollection where you think I got to be this whole drama thing when you said, this night, mother... I have something to tell you. <laughs> and we're sitting in the car, and then you said, I'm gay. Okay. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to change how I feel about you. No, I, I, this is very odd. This Love is not a, It's okay. always more traumatic in the gay child's head when they tell their parents. <laughs> First of all, in <laughs> my imagination, my mother was sobbing and controlling, and really yeah. she was like, okay. <laughs> well, well, because, because when you were young, I mean... It's like I had to fight for you a lot because you were wearing high heel shoes and you were pretending to be Dolly. And <gasps> Dolly? You, you were fascinated with Dolly from a young age? <laughs> no, from a very young age. Yeah. So, you know. I want to know if you stuffed your bra as Dolly. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. I usually stuffed it with an afghan, though, so it's like disproportionately huge, you know. So was she. And I would also like wrap large afghans and towels around my head to act like the hair. So oh, I would be like this. It looked like the Chiquita Banana Girl, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. With the fruit hat. Oh, and you would just fight anyone who said that her breasts were false. So it's like, <laughs> no, they are her real ones. She has not had any surgery. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. no, 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 no. And then when she finally came out and told everybody, like, oh, yes, I've had a thousand operations, you know, I make yeah. Michael Jackson look real. <laughs> I was like, stretched oh, and stretched. that's fine. But, you know, the thing is, is that I do use the shock factor when you're talking about your parents and stuff. Um, I use that a lot with my dad because he, on the other hand, did kind of have some issues with this. So I just decided to go off the deep end. And With this being your sexuality? Right. So when I told him I was Do you gay, love this? Do you love that he was like agonizingly being your ex-husband, agonizing <laughs> over this whole experience? And you're like, ha ah. No, no, because um, it was easy to shock his dad. Oh. And it wasn't just Skip. It was other things too. So, I mean, right. sometimes you just look back and you just kind of smile. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was like, you know, he told me, I remember when I came out and I told him that I like, had a boyfriend or whatever. He was very like, oh, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think you can bring anybody home or I, it's not okay to date. It's not okay to be gay, you know, do those things. In public. Right. Right. So the very next time I came home, I made sure I brought somebody. And oh. we slept together in the same bed. Right that night. How, at what age? <laughs> 21. Oh, 20. See, I, that's like bordering disrespectful for me. I wouldn't put my parents in that position. Oh. That's uncomfortable. To me, that was like my way of saying, get smart, because I'm tired of dealing with your ignorance. But it's his home. I oh, but don't... he was rejecting Skip in a way, it, so he yes. wanted to... Yeah. No, I understand. Like the, I agree that you have like an argument, but I don't want to make my parents uncomfortable in their own home. So let's talk about like, that for a second. You go home, and you're having wild, passionate sex every night of the week with your boyfriend or fiancé, but the night that you go to your parents' place, 
you sleep in separate beds. Absolutely. Yeah, we sleep in separate beds right now, and we're engaged. We're getting married in three months. What do you think about that, Mom? Well, you know, with your younger brother, that I went down to visit them in Florida, and I know that his girlfriend, now his wife, would go visit, would spend nights there. So then when I came to town, she wasn't there, and I said, what is this? I yeah. know she spends the night. Well, out of respect for you, she wasn't going. I said, for me, that's being very disrespectful that you're putting on a whole different picture when I'm here versus when I'm not here. Yeah. Yeah. I want no, you and to if that's like your point of view, then I appreciate that. My, my parents' point of view is bedrooms are sacred, bedrooms are for married couples, like the whole deal. Sacred. So I do it out of respect for their request. I wouldn't choose to do it. I think a bedroom is sacred? Well, yeah. Do you start to understand where my problems <laughs> yikes well but anyhow dean but oh go ahead oh no i was just gonna say i've never brought a boyfriend home to stay overnight like what are you gonna do when you bring alex home now i don't know i'm i'm just gonna play dumb and i'm just gonna see where everything ends up we're just gonna like bring our stuff in and just like see what happens no matter what i guarantee I talk about it. halfway through the evening you'll be in separate bedrooms because it'll be so damn hot in there that you won't be able to breathe <laughs> dean stayed at my house for the obama um inauguration he stayed with my parents and I do swear, the one back bedroom, it's like a sauna. Holy and two Christ. people were in that And you can't open bed. that window. <laughs> oh, I almost died in there. Two people in a full bed. Tight quarters. Yeah, they were well, good friends. D- well, college, two people in a twin bed was nothing. <laughs> no, we were all thinner then. No, Dean, you are in a committed relationship, and you probably had the experience of bringing... Uh, <laughs> boyfriend home now yes how does that work for you <laughs> well i think we did we talk about this before on a podcast i don't know if we did no but for christmas i brought him home and it was kind of hinted that we men who's my boyfriend would stay in my old bedroom i would stay in my parents bedroom and my brother will stay in his bedroom now if your brother had a girlfriend over how would that work See, it's very c- weird because I was convinced that every time he's had a girlfriend before they've always slept in the same room but he said that no, they always slept in separate rooms. Oh. Which I always thought was weird. I think the issue he, my brother said, was that the relationship was still rather new. I mean, we'd only been together like four months at that point. Mm-hmm. So, or well, three months even. So, Mom, I have a question for you. Back at the dawn of time when you were young, I'm just wondering, like, I mean, did you ever sleep in the same bed with my dad at, like, your parents' place? Or vice versa? How did that work? Not until we were married. Unless his parents weren't there. Okay, so you. But it was more oh. like it was more like you know we went we took these camping trips, so we went like out to the Badlands or we'd go visit his friends at other parts of Minnesota. So you played it like Sarah does. Well, because Skip, like if I had done that to my dad, like for shock value or something, I could do that and I could get a shock value out of my parents. So I think it's a difference, and like you and I more than like in our parents, because I didn't, I wouldn't even want to have that conversation with my parents, like. Well, don't want to cross that bridge. Well, and it's very different because you remember there were, I had six other siblings, one that's 10 years younger than me at the time, and it's like, there's no way. First, there wasn't another spare bed that two yeah. of us could have shared. And no, with kids that young, I wouldn't have even thought of doing it. Okay. I think we should touch on for five seconds the moment that Sarah told her parents she was moving with Justin pre-marriage and the fact that we almost witnessed an apocalypse (laughs) like it was like the end of days the end of days are coming because their perfect angel is moving in with her boyfriend is that when that earthquake happened in north chicago seriously like tears disappointment total disappointment and one of my brothers was there who may or may not listen to this but he expressed extreme disappointment which was difficult oh i love that disappointment in what 
Oh, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> is, is it part of but like... it was really hard to share that with them. And even though I went into it with a super positive attitude and I'm making this decision for me and I'm really happy, and it was... It was a debacle. So is it is it religion or is it the whole like, you know, he won't buy the cow if you can get the milk for free type of thing? Yeah, that was what? kind of it. Well, I've gotten, 85. yeah, yep. I've had a couple people in my family maybe use a more straightforward comment like that. So so it's that. It's less godly than that. I think so. But those but two are related. Whole, isn't the whole yeah, thing related. based on the religion yeah. itself? Because we could get into the institution of marriage here, and that would take us right down into the oh, shitter. Because you know how I feel about that. I believe in it. I, well, I believe in it too. It certainly exists. I also believe <laughs> in things like poverty and yeah. you know famine and you know other horrible things. So, mom, you, you're fine with sex before marriage, right? Absolutely. Okay. For a certain age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably 18 because it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. Forgetting that people were probably having children at like 11 back in you know. 2,000 years ago. Yeah, but life expectancy was so different all, then. It's all relative. Right. It is all relative. Yeah. yeah. You know, a man had more than one wife. They do now. Well, but I meant that, you know, they would have one, that one would die, you know, they have eight kids with that one, then they get married, and then they have eight kids with that one. Oh, uh, men. They're so thoughtless. There were more diseases and stuff. And Yeah. I feel like that's Tennessee today. <laughs> It could be. I mean, when Dolly Parton talks about her hometown, it's yeah. always like, oh, that still happens. Well, some re- religions, polygamy still is mm. very, very prevalent. Yeah, and that's just to make sure the human race continues. That makes sense. It does. I'm sorry. That, what? That is beyond having the You human agree race. with polygamy? Well, well, I think it has. It certainly serves a function. Like to polygamy. continue with the human race, the Duggars are keeping the human race going. No, my point is. Individually, yes. <laughs> need to keep the human race going you know if you think about if only you know people procreate just to re just to make sure that one or two more people are here come on we have way more people than what we need yeah Skip, i just fell in love with your mother all over again why because that's totally my stance you should have two children period that's it no more i let's i'm not saying that we need more people i'm just saying polygamy was probably like around to make more people back in the day when mm. we I don't think so. I no, think it was, it was about power and pigs and pleasure whores. Oh. oh. There's enough people coming in from other and countries. So it. other countries have more people, they just send them here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and if I had a vote, I don't want all of the polygamists of the world procreating and them take over the world. I don't think oh, I'd look good in one of those floor-length dresses that they wear. <laughs> oh, my. Right. T- take a look at it. You look at how populated the United States was when the settlers came and how populated it is, it is now. And my point is it got this way because of things like polygamy. I no, no, one, me on this. no, 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 no. Page, we're, we're following. I just don't think that there was or enough polygamists to make that much of a difference. And I think if you Wikipedia'd um, polygamy, which let's let's do later, um, it's not going to say the origin of polygamy was with the intention to procreate. Right. Yeah. Or would you say like the or- origin of the Catholic Church was to control society or to like make sure that like not eating meat on Fridays was actually more like a deal behind like the Pope and the fish industry like that's yeah, all yeah, that's yeah. all uh every all of that is, is uh, this, economical is and this welcome a conspiracy, conspiracy theory yeah. hour <laughs> it is okay so what's the next topic <laughs> well you know this seems like a really great segue into small talk doesn't it <laughs> like basically our next step how's the weather mm-hmm. oh well <laughs> awkward okay. silence so so when we talked about this this earlier 
Yeah. Sarah's whole thing was that, you know, when you're in an elevator, people make small talk. And typically the weather's the first thing to go. And I said, thank goodness. Because there's nothing worse than sitting in an elevator from like 1 to 22 floors with just silence. Oh, yeah. No. Nope. See, that's... I'm, What's so bad about that? What is bad about it? Because I agree it's bad. But if you know the person, you have something different to talk about. If you don't know the person or you're pretty relative strangers... Then just keep the silence. It's not that unbearable for me. If you've made eye contact, I feel like you have to say something. Oh, I the, don't. It Rather is? than like, so that it's such a nice day. Man, if Minnesota's climate could just stay this way 365 days a year, wouldn't we all love it? Yeah, we would, but the bottom line is you choose to live here. For, we have four seasons. There's something you got to love about that. It's just... It's always the weather, and there's the positives weather, and negatives, and oh, we love it. But we the weather like is safe, and I think people mm-hmm. would prefer a conversation like that than silence. I actually think sitting in the elevator with Or abortion. <laughs> or, right. Or, or, oh, for or God's sex. sake. Healthcare. That's a great one. Gay marriage. Polygamy. In the elevator. Hey, what do you think about the death penalty? <laughs> you know? Oh, sorry, gotta go. <laughs> well, I'm really surprised, Skip, that you are uncomfortable with um, silence, particularly in an elevator. Like, you're going from but A to B, just go. I am, I am as uncomfortable with silence in an elevator as I am with talking at a urinal. Oh, touche. I hate urinal talking. There's times to talk, there's times to not. And for some reason, like, when you're in somebody's company, if you, like, to your point, you make eye contact with somebody, mm-hmm. I've got to acknowledge you. Right. Even as if you never, you don't know their first name. If you've made eye contact with them and there's, like, you're not, like, stuffed next to people. Yeah. Those are my calls. <laughs> no, I would maybe, like, do a little nod or like, maybe high. Maybe a high will peep through my lips. Why are you so annoyed by it? Because I'm on my way. I'm from A to B. I'm thinking of the presentation I'm about to give or whatever else it is. Don't, I can't be bothered. So maybe you need to change the focus <laughs> of yourself a little more. Maybe you need to walk around all the time with headphones on. Am I really the only one? No, I hate headphones. I'm surprised I'm the only one who doesn't mind a silence. No, I, I don't mind silence. Like, I have no... Unless someone looks at me and they say something, then I'll engage in conversation. Otherwise, I have no problem sitting there. It's like taking the bus, which I'm the only one I realize the four of us that do that. I am not a bus talker. And even if we make eye contact, I'll be like, morning, and go back to my book. Or yeah. leave my headphones on because I don't want to have an awkward conversation. Yeah. Why do you hate headphones? Yeah. Well, I hate headphones like in the office or whatever because people should be engaging and collaborating and conversing. And so if somebody had headphones on in an elevator, would, would that be like, I need you to take those headphones off and not talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> what, or listen what to you, what I have to say because I'm not talking, God damn it. What do you um, want, Sarah? No. <laughs> okay, but headphones at, headphones at work, I understand that. But sometimes when some jackass sitting across from you or behind you is just spewing nonsense and you have to get something done... Nope, sorry, tuning you out, bye, see you. I don't know, four hours a week, you know, 10% of the time, if you need to, like, really get stuff done, okay. But, you know, 90% of the time, you've got to be an active listener and engaging. and That's that's my belief. You you make it sound like you're constantly actively engaging in every conversation <laughs> all the time, 24 hours a day. Just constantly collaborating. Like, you can, I think you can together. sit there with a headphone in one ear and yep. enjoy your music, and then yeah. if someone feels you to one engage you... One ear is you, different, then you're... 50% of the way. Okay, Mom, what do you think about all this? <laughs> you know, there are times I have to engage in people, but there are times with my job, I really need complete silence. Would you would you err on the side of small talk or err on the side of silence? 
I prefer to be silent. All right, well. But though that's what you prefer in your company, I feel like you are not very silent. No, if I have if I if I have my way, I would rather be quiet. I feel like from this podcast, we're gonna need Skip and his mom to go to therapy together because <laughs> your impersonation of her, like what you see her doing or thinking, is never accurate for the oh last twenty five minutes. Like, so we're gonna have to work on we're your communication piece Gwen. here. We are getting the thumbs up from Gwen. <laughs> I think what this is actually teaching us is that oh my no. mom is a liar, <laughs> oh. a pathological liar. Oh. And I'm tired of it. Do you see uh, what I live with? Uh, well, that's coming up towards the end of our time for this segment. So enjoy the warm weather, y'all. Oh, the weather. Yes, it's beautiful. It's not frightful Don't anymore. I love that weather. Uh, I wish it could be like this 365 days a year. <laughs> I think it's not cool. <laughs> All right. Warming. Bye, everyone. Bye.